This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning and welcome to Ringgit and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kanesan. Now, do you want to earn 30% returns per annum while taking on no risk? The catch, you've got to commit to me right now, no questions asked. Well, if you said yes, then this episode is for you. Appealing to our desire for more or fear of missing out are tactic scammers used to fool us out of our money. And now with how sophisticated scammers have become, it can be tough to tell what's real and what's a scam. To help us break it all down and get us a little bit of guidance on this, I'm speaking with Lynette Lee, CEO of the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, to discuss scams and how to spot them. Lynette, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Roshan, and we are happy to be here to help more Malaysians avoid scams. Now, Lynette, from my experience, or at least from my observations, there are two primary emotions that scammers try to trigger, greed or fear. I mean, there are many different ways you can call it, but on a fundamental level, it seems to be that. What are some key red flags that we all should watch out for when it comes to spotting scams? Well, for starters, I like to also highlight that there's this chap by the name of Dina. He's from Bursa Investor Education. He did a great compilation to show that scams comes from all ages, industry, corporate and educational levels. So no one is spared. I think like the COVID, no one is spared. So we all have to take the precaution on our side. And if you observe when you look at an ad in your devices, whether it's your iPad or your laptop, the next thing you know when you are looking at other things, ads will come out which is relevant to what you have searched for. So this is how far technology has come and scammers are always ahead of the curve. They are also using the same system to look out for you as well. Right. So what are the red flags I'm looking for then, Lynette? What should I be paying attention to? Well, most importantly, and especially in today's context, you get calls from companies that you do not know or you know of, but you do not have any interaction with them and them telling you that you owe them money. I think that one you really have to reflect and don't panic. I think that's the most important thing because when someone panics, the next thing they do is they react. And after that, you will regret for reacting. I think that is one. Then the other red flag that you want to look for would be when you are being asked to do things that you should not be doing. Like, for example, they call you and then they tell you that they connect you to regulators or they connect you to the police, uh, especially if it's inverted comma banks because mm. banks do not do all these things. they got no time, <laughs> <laughs> nor the resources. So this is another red flag. The other red flag that you would want to also look out for, and this one is a little bit more complicated because they work on a community basis. Mm. And sometimes the very people, uh, family and friends, we did a survey and we found that 60% of people actually refer to their family and friends for financial advice. So if they manage to infiltrate one member of the family and this family, they are very smart, they let this person make some money, so the testimonial is very strong. And what happens is this person is going to talk to the community, their family and friends. So when you hear from the person, you think that it will be genuine because honestly, you trust your friend. Yeah. You trust your family member. The scams is the other one you should not trust. So that's why this is the one that's a little bit trickier. But I think the best thing to do is to be able to know who to refer to, 
to get a second opinion. I guess you also got to pay attention to things like if something seems too good to be true, right? If someone says, oh, I guarantee you 30% returns and your capital guaranteed, that should raise some red flags because if that was something that existed, I think it would be more widely known. And also something I find, Lynette, from the stories I hear and even actually past attempts to scam me myself, it's this time pressure, right? They put you on the clock. They say you have to make the decision now. You can't miss out on this opportunity or uh, you're being scammed. Someone's stealing money from your account. You have to tell me your codes right now so I can rescue the money. And, you know, sometimes they pose as authorities. So what kind of advice do you have in that regard, right? I mean, I'm sure as the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, you must hear of so many stories. How do you guide someone through this, right? Yes, and it's true. The worst part is sometimes they catch even the most rational and most level-headed person at a time when they're going through stress yeah. or they're rushing for something. And I've seen it happen. What happens is they tell the person, we're from this bank, and unfortunately it was a bank which the person has an account with. And he says that, you know, your account, we can help you, but you first need to make a report with uh, Bank Nagara. So this person panic and says, oh, okay, how do I go? He said, don't worry, you know, mm. we can link you to Bank Nagara. And Bank Nagara has put out a lot of messages and so has Securities Commission to say that don't believe this. They don't reach out to you. You need to reach out to them. Please remember the golden rule. Yeah, and the banks or authority figures are never going to ask you for particular things, right? Like your OTP, your CVV, your PIN number, your passwords. Your tax. Their tax, their one-time password, all these things. Because the caller on the other line shouldn't know these details, right? So if they start asking you for these kind of things, that should be red flag already. And, you know, some things I find I've read and also it's like you ask them for their name, their ID and call back the authority figure, whether the bank or BNM or Securities Commission at the stated number, right? So if for a bank, look at your credit card, your debit card. There should be a helpline behind there. Correct. Never, never trust any numbers the callers give you. Always put down... If you need to Google the bank and they will have their customer service number there, call them back and check. I've had this type of prank calls before and I've actually done it and they tell me, please don't take the call. So my advice to your listeners out there, even know how disturbing the news may be that the person called you regarding, always count to three before you act. Take a step back. Yes, and your first instinct is actually very correct put the phone down or tell the person, I'll call you back. It's not convenient to talk now. Put it down and then compose your thoughts. Check out the correct number. Phone the bank. Half the time, these are really fake. They're not genuine. The other dead giveaway is they can't speak proper English. Mm. I think the other thing to watch out for is websites that they send you, right? Because, you know, it'll be like www.bnmm.com.my and that's a fake website that looks exactly like the Bank Nagara website or maybe your own particular bank website. So be sure to type it in yourself to verify the website because it's the slightest of changes in the website that can take you to a completely different fraudster website, right? So we're talking about phone calls. We're talking about the internet. When you look at the scope of this, Lynette, what are the main mediums that scammers are using now? Is it still the phone? Although I do feel like internet scams have become increasingly more popular over the last one year. Internet, WhatsApp. Oh man, yeah, WhatsApp. Remember that one that was circulating around in Facebook about how he was uh, WhatsApp and then after that, the next thing he knows, his account has been cleaned up. 
Mm. Because he called them back and they told him something about his account and all that. <laughs> and while they're doing that, they get all the information. They fish all that information out of you. And then, yes. Yeah, these are all really sad stories, right? And I think another common one I've seen is I think companies like supposedly quote unquote big pay calling you on WhatsApp to say that your account has been hacked and things like that. Again, take a step back and kind of assess the situation. I think it was in a conversation with you or with someone else that basically said, just talk to someone else. Take a minute to talk to anyone else and you'll find that they will either give you a bit more perspective or help you see the truth of the matter. Yes. Just going back on the big pay one, I think you and I have received that call before. And the first thing that was red flag to us was, number one, the logo was not clear. And big pay will never put out a logo on their WhatsApp that is not clear. The second thing was the caller on the other side couldn't speak proper English. So that was the second giveaway. And yes, when something like this happened, the most important thing you need to do is, number one, don't communicate further with the scammers. Put down the phone and talk to someone who is neutral. If your family members are involved in the same recommendation, then you need to talk to someone who is outside of it. And because I'm from FPAM, I need to say that your financial planner is actually one good source of information because they will see things from a more objective eye and they will be able to tell you, hey, don't touch this. Right. And of course, also, it's about education around what is a reasonable rate of return for an investment, what kind of information you should be dispersing and shouldn't be dispersing. These are all things that are important to note. Now, we're going into a few messages right now, Lynette. But when we come back, we're going to take a look at some of the most popular scams nowadays. I think you've got a list of the names for us to pay attention to. But also, what should you do if you think you're being scammed? Keep it here to Ring It and Sense on BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Ring It and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Kandesan. This morning, I'm speaking with Lynette Lee, the CEO of the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia. And we're discussing scams and how to spot them. Now, Lynette, we spent the first part of this conversation talking about how to spot scams. And I guess what kind of things the scammers try to trigger or attack, right? Basically, to get you into a vulnerable state. Now, I want to focus on some examples of the different types of scams, like the Macau scam or EPF withdrawal scams as well. These are all big things and can really put you in a bad position. So maybe you could contextualize for us, uh, using the red flags we talked about earlier, give us a few examples of scams that Malaysians should be aware of. Well, I can categorize them. Fantastic. Capital market scams, which is all related to investments. They are even coin offerings as well, using the political figures as a you know trigger mm -hmm. to catch your interest. Precious metals, you know, gold, gold coins at one point. And then we have recently those gold scams also, that one you need to look out for. And this is all under capital market. These are just different types of capital yes, market scams. Yes, they're all under wow. investments. <laughs> yes, this is not exhaustive. There's some more, okay? So new ones coming in. Then, of course, money scams are credit card fraud, illegal money lenders, EPF withdrawals, lotteries, bank staff impersonators, or they call it clones. You know, they clone the banks. And then commercial ones. Although commercial does not fall under the regulators, but it still affects your money, all right? It makes you lose money. Land banking, online shopping. Because now Lazada and Shopee has also put out a message warning that if you need to pay and they send you to another site that is not the platform to pay, please disengage because there are these scammers going around. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the age old one is the mosquito lava in your house scam. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> Mosquito lava. They pose as officers from the health ministry 
And then they come in, they say they're checking for lava. They have fake ones that they'll fish out from the pocket and put in your flower pot. And then they say that they're going to issue you a compound or else if not, you have to pay. Wow, wow, people can be really creative. Yes, yes. And then the one that are genuine reverse mortgage, but there are also fake ones as well for mm-hmm. properties also. Then, of course, the last category is social. They extort love, romance. You know, if you love me, you do this for me. Or the other one that I heard of is that they will strike up a relationship with you and they normally they target married women who is unhappy in their marriage. Then after that, they extort money. Likewise, it happens to men as well. So the other one is job opportunities. This one is the HO one. They say you can get a fantastic job at very fantastic pay. But you have to pay first. You got to pay them first. Mm. And after that, you don't hear from them anymore. <laughs> so really, there are numerous, in fact, uh, just uncountable numbers of ways that people are going to try and cheat us of our hard-earned money, right? So we have to find a way to protect ourselves. And I come back to these core principles, at least from a personal perspective. If it seems too good to be true, check it again. If someone's putting you under time pressure, check it again. You know, verify, verify, verify. If someone's trying to appeal to your fear, your greed, you've got to find a way to just check yourself and take a few steps back. There are three particular scams that I want to focus on that you mentioned there. Lena, but could you break down the categories again? So you've got the capital markets, so investing, money, money scams, money scams, commercial scams, commercial scams, and social. Okay. Now, EPF withdrawal scams. These were quite big, I think, last year because the government was also trying to help out people by allowing you to take money out of EPF, right? But also, that aside, this happens to retirees when they are basically taking their money out of their EPF. Could you basically contextualize what happens in this situation and what to watch out for? Well, for some reason, they know there are people who are going to retire. Mm. And they have their ways and means of knowing people who are going to retire. And what they'll do is they will come and see you and then they will offer you many things like investments. And the biggest fear that retirees have is the falling interest rates. Yeah. Because some of them, they've worked out their whole retirement based on interest rates. And when interest rate fluctuates, that's when the fear comes in that they don't have enough to survive. And here comes the hero inverted commas, <laughs> and they will offer you a lot of fantastic investments, the too good to be true, as you said. And what happens is because it's a frame of mind, when someone is in a panic state, they will tend to, oh, maybe I should listen to this person. And these people know they are psychologically trained to be able to catch on to this and then to capitalize and make sure they give you an offer you cannot refuse and that's when you get scammed. So that's why time and again, we always say that you need to stabilize your emotions and your thoughts first. Which is easier said than done, you know, so that's why I guess it's very hard. I'll be honest, I've been scammed before, but in different degrees, right? And I've seen loved ones get scammed before. And it's always because they target you, they target an emotion and they extort that emotion, basically. Either fear that someone is taking money out of your bank account or two, they try to see whether you, again, like it's something that's too good to be true. And people have tried this before where they say, oh, I have this great opportunity for you, right? And this lends to another one, Lynette. So basically, just to wrap up the EPF one, basically, they kind of know when you're eligible to take out your money and basically give you another offer and be like, hey, we can beat EPF and guarantee your capital or other things, right? So that's something to pay attention to if someone happens to give you an offer to manage your retirement savings or any amount yes. of investment, you got to verify that. Yes, and also watch out for so-called financial planners who are not licensed. They are not real financial planners. Where do I verify that list? Go to Securities Commission. There is a list of uh, public register. And over there, when you go in there, you need to type uh, representatives 
don't type individuals, type representatives. Look for that tab and put their financial planning. All the financial planner names will pop up. All right, I'll link the link in the description and the podcast. Now, another one, Lynette, this is the pressure part, right? Pressure selling, where people are basically pressuring you to buy something because it's beneficial or it's a great opportunity, but they don't allow you to seek outside consult or to take time to think about the decision. Could you go into this a little bit? Because this is particularly dangerous. I'll give you an example when they use multiple strategies. Mm, okay. Okay, so there was this company, is land banking, and what they do is first and foremost they entice you by giving you a good lunch in a nice hotel mm. and then they give you a lot of freebies vouchers love gifts and all that and once you're in there they got you where they want you so there will be a huge place after you eat then they will do their pitch and then here comes the pressure selling they tell you that this offer is limited they have limited number of plots and if you don't take it now you may miss the opportunity and they tell you about how previous plans that came earlier people made how much money and what will happen is it's very well organized when someone at another table has closed the deal there will be a Clap hands, yes. congratulations, Mr. So-and-so, you know. And then after that, you get caught up in that kind of uh, situation. Euphoria, the, yes, yeah. yes. So that's why I don't go for this type of talks. I've actually been to one and the kicker here is they use a mutual friend, right? Yes. Someone you're not too close to but someone that you also kind of know and then they bring you to this event place and there's so many people there and like, oh, this is a great opportunity but you've got to tell me within the next 24 hours. So they put on this social pressure on you and whether the friend on the other side knows they're doing what they're doing or not is a whole different discussion but it's essentially a syndicate of sorts, right? Basically, MLM but focused on taking your money and giving you a worthless product to use there after or sell further down the line and uh, sometimes because you've now dug yourself in a hole you want to then sell and then you look at people that you can basically con out of that situation which is sad right it's a perpetuating circle if you take a look at that the best thing is to stop it there <laughs> and to some people especially in ponzi schemes mm. some of them they know it's a ponzi scheme but they think that because they are the early adopters right. they can make the money and run venezuela Here's the good news. Bank Nagara is on a watch out for people like this. And if they find out and they can prove that you are an earlier adopter and that you are aware and you still participate, they will find you too. So right. think twice. Okay. So speaking of Bank Nagara, Lynette, we talked about the list of where to find the list of financial planners. But overall, what do I do if I think I'm being scammed, right? So we've talked about step one is kind of just take a step back, right? Hmm. Pay attention to the keywords like, oh, opportunity too good to miss. Or, you know, you're basically someone you're being uh, scammed right now or, oh, you have a certain amount of time to do this. So these are, we've talked about the red flags. What do I do, step one, when I think I'm being scammed? First and foremost, you need to disconnect with the scammers. Do not communicate with them anymore. Second thing is go ask a neutral person, like I said, your financial planner or your financial professional. Sometimes you can ask your bank also because they are also uh, aware, right? aware and they're also helping to protect you as well. And then the third thing is if it's a commercial scam and you've made a payment, you need to go back to your payment system that you've gone through and ask them for help as well as to block off that payment. Last but not least, you've got to make a report either to the police, to Securities Commission, to Bank Negara. If it's a property scam, I think you need to go to the MIEA or Board of Valuers and Appraisers to report the individuals. So these are things that you need to do. After that, you really need to protect yourself. You need to check your system and see 
where is the breach? How did the breach happen? Is it my device or is it me? And if what can you do to strengthen that portion of it? Yeah, and I guess also part of it is to share your story, right? Because I think a lot of people are shamed or they feel embarrassed that they fell for something. But I can guarantee you, even the most intelligent of people have fallen for this. Our emotions are very powerful tools against us. So don't be embarrassed by it. In fact, the more that we share our stories, the more light we shine onto possible scams and increase education and awareness around this. On that note, Lena, I'd like to, I guess, bring this home, this entire discussion. And what are the key lessons, I guess, that we should all be learning from the increase in scams we've seen over the last year, and particularly post-COVID-19, post-EMCO and all of that? The most important thing is always be vigilant. Mm. And if you are in a stressful frame of mind and you receive any connection, either an email or a phone call in regards to this, stop taking immediate action but investigate the situation before you actually take action. I think that's very important. And then last but not least, if you find that it is indeed a scam, even though you have not stepped into it, please make a report because you will be doing others a very good job by bringing this to light so that others can be warned by the respective regulators. I must also state that Bank Nagara and Securities Commission has been sending out messages on the latest. They even have their watch list as well as which are the scammers that they have identified. So please look out for those and follow. Right. And let's end it with this one. What are the three most common mistakes you've heard or seen people make when it comes to scams? Panic. (laughs) (laughs) Panic and then reaction. These are really very detrimental. And the other thing is family and friends. I'm not saying don't believe them. Do believe them. But please do get a second opinion, a counter check to make sure that your family members and your friends also has not fallen to a scam as well. I think that's very, very important. The other thing is also because FD rates have fallen, people tend to panic and then they are always desperately looking for higher returns. I think if you have done your financial planning well and you have a good diversification of your investments, you will not be in that situation. So it's not too late. It's good to talk to a licensed financial planner to help you to see how you can recoup all this and how to plan your way moving forward. And just keep in mind that everything we've covered here is not the extent of the type of scams that are out there. But the moral of the story here is basically an increased vigilance. And I know this is easier said than done, but hopefully we create more awareness around this, right? Basically, watch out if someone's trying to appeal to your greed, trying to appeal to your fear and puts you under time pressure to make a decision try your best to take a step back. And if you've been someone who's been scammed before, let us know. Share your story, right? Uh, We're on Twitter at Ring It and Sense or you can just uh, tell us... A third-party story. Or just a third-party story, right? You don't have to be the one. Name yourself. Yeah, you don't have to name yourself. On that note, Lynette, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing this. I really hope we help a few people out there with this. Thank you. You've been listening to Ring It and Sense, the show that's all about personal finance. I'm Roshan Karnison for BFM 89.9. Ring It and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.